As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. That to me is so important because as I said before, you could have a great location, a great facility, but if you have a bad operator, your investment is going to be tough. But if you have the right people, it's way better than any type of rentals that I've ever seen. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. I want to introduce to you Ash Patel. He's a full-time commercial real estate investor. He's going to be doing the interview today and a lot of them moving forward. I'm still going to be doing interviews, just not as many. And he is going to ask tough questions while still building rapport. That way it's not awkward. He's a good friend of mine. Join me in welcoming Ash Patel. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Ash Patel, and I'm with today's guest, Wade McCauley. Wade is joining us from Green Bay, Wisconsin. He was a previous guest on an episode where we just touched on nursing homes and assisted living facilities. You can find that episode by Googling Joe Fairless and Wade McCauley, M-I-C-O-L-E-Y. Wade, thank you for joining us, and how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Good. Best ever listeners, today is Sunday. So we're going to do a skill set Sunday where we talk about a particular skill that our guest has. Wade has over 30 years of experience and owns several nursing homes, a residential construction company, and a large regional bank. He's got years of real estate investing experience and has over 37 units over eight properties. Before we get started, Wade, tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now. Background is after being in real estate a very long time, and this was maybe 15 years ago, we got into the banking aspect of what you discussed, and that is still an ongoing publicly traded company, Nicolay National Bank, done very well. But we got into assisted living and memory care facilities, and I know you wanted to do a deeper dive into that today, so I want to give you as much information as I can for your listeners to help them make decisions of if that's right for them. What's the difference maybe between that and apartment buildings? Why is one better or worse as far as I'm concerned on how we look at the investments and love to share with you what we have. I'm going to give you my layman's approach to what I know about these facilities. I had some years of healthcare experience in IT and I've got several friends who are nurses And I've always heard 
why don't we start an assisted living facility? This is what they charge per night or per week. And it makes it seem like a gold mine. And I know nursing homes with skilled nursing is a much different scenario, but the assisted living where you have basic unskilled or not nurses involved in patient care, and then you have a medical oversight person, that's how little I know about it, other than there's a lot of money to be made. So can you fill in the blanks? There's probably two ways to go with it. There is the landlord aspect of it where you find a really good operator that you connect with and you lease that back to the operator. That's a very common model that's out there. I would say under that scenario, because it's such a specialized building and it's such a specialized service in that building, that if you've got your location right and you've got your provider right, the returns are above normal from, let's just say, an apartment building as a comparison. The downside of that aspect is, is that it becomes about the operator. Is it a good operator? Is it not a good operator? Because that can certainly affect, if that operator for some reason does not make it and is unsuccessful, and we've seen some of that just from a COVID aspect, which was a really interesting thing to watch how that was handled. Some maybe not so good operators didn't jump on that as quickly as they should have. And that really hurt them, not only in occupancy, but also from a status in the community at site. So that landlord is now probably affected by that because the operator has to run a good organization. They have to make money to pay the rent. What we chose to do, which is a little different animal, is we chose to actually run them. We chose to find the right people to run, not only we run the real estate, but we also run the operations. So that becomes a lot more involved. You have to get into the regulatory part of it and all of that. But as you're saying, yes, the rewards are much, much higher. We also construct our own buildings. So because we can construct our own buildings, we can construct the buildings, run the operation, and do much better than if we just lease the buildings back. What I would say more than anything for your listeners is if they're going to be the landlord aspect of it, because the operation side is a lot more involved, but if you're going to just be the landlord side of it, really understanding that operator is going to be of the utmost importance. What regulatory things are happening, what things are happening to them that are going to affect their business, which then, of course, could affect your rent payment. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. As your portfolio grows, you need financial management services you can rely on to help you save money and continue making the right choices for your company's future. Realestateaccounting.co's top-tier CFO team uses their deep industry and operating experience to guide real estate syndicators, investors, and family offices through every pivotal moment and crucial decision. Their fractional CFO services include budget to actual, cash flow and distributions, and reporting and valuation. Go to realestateaccounting.co forward slash CFO to find out why REA is one of the fastest growing real estate accounting companies around. The real estate experts provide timely analysis and consultations to help you make the most informed decisions possible. See and trust where your portfolio is headed 
with the customized financial reports based on the KPIs that matter to you and your business. Try it risk-free today at realestateaccounting.co forward slash CFO. If you're not sure where to start investing or need help taking the next step, mentorship and coaching is one of the best ways to get going. Think Multifamily is a leading apartment acquisition and education company who provides true one-on-one coaching to help you invest for your family's future. Their servant leadership approach will guide you to successfully scale your real estate business or assist you to diversify your investments in multifamily. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how they help working professionals just like you transform their future through partnering and community. In fact, the majority of real estate investors who partner with Think Multifamily get involved in a general partnership within six months. Thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching highlights the partnerships, joint ventures, and resources all available through the coaching program. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how to become a member and get involved. From a scalability perspective, I've seen facilities as small as a normal single family house where they add some additional bedrooms, have some amenities in the common area, multiple loungers. What do you think about that model for somebody starting out? It's not bad. I know some people that do that, say what we call a six to eight bed facility, which could be a house or just the right building that they adapted to it. And the person I'm thinking about, it's a husband and wife team. The wife has some skill level of nursing and runs that facility. So it can be very profitable. It can be extremely profitable depending on the city you're in also. The quickest way to figure that out is to do what I always call a rent analysis. It's the same thing as what you do in a commercial building or you do that on a, an apartment building is you get into the market and you find out what are the facilities offering for amenities and what's the base rent. In a lot of cases, there are people that are running operations that are strictly relying on what we call county funding or state funding. And that is where the government is subsidizing that tenant's rent. Of course, you have that. And then on the other side, you have private pay. And the private pay is obviously a lot higher pay than the county or state funding. But even at the county or state funding, you're talking double normal rents of an apartment building. In a private pay situation, Are you required to have a medical director or some kind of skilled nurse on site or visiting? We do. We have a full-time RN that works for our facilities. Depending on the level of services you offer, you get into medications and dispensing those medications to the tenants. And that's where you need that RN type level, nurse type level person involved in your facility. And also, if you get into this, it's all about people. There's very successful facilities. Then there's facilities that aren't very successful, and they can be in the exact same town. Well, what's the difference? The buildings aren't that much different. The location isn't that much different. It's really about the people that are involved in there with the tenants on a day-to-day basis. So number one, that's very important. But with that comes what amenities are you going to offer? So because we have a large-scale We have a full-time activities director that keeps people busy, keeps their minds alert, keeps them engaged. You then have, of course, the RN person or nurse person who is really helping make sure that if you are going to put your mother in a facility, 
that's the best way to look at this. If you were going to put your mother or grandmother in a facility, what would you like to see? And that's how we always go at it. So that's why we have an activities director. That's why we have a full-time RN that's on staff because the care of those loved ones are the important factor. And of course, from a rental standpoint, you want people to stay with you as long as they possibly can. So it's really important, the health of your community renting from you. With memory care, what are the challenges and what does the facility have to have to enable people to stay there that have memory or cognitive issues? That's certainly a higher level of care. And of course, with that, there's higher rents and it becomes a really specialized offering. There are facilities that do an intermix. I think it's a horrible decision to do that. I think if you're going to get into the memory care side of things, you have to be dedicated to memory care because it's so specialized. There are very few that are designated memory care facilities out there. So there's also a very high demand for that. If you were going to do that, you would either need a provider that is really good at it, or if you're going to get into it, someone on your staff that's a very knowledgeable person about Alzheimer's and dementia. So as far as the rooms, it's actually simpler than assisted living because you can't have kitchens, you can't have even warming facilities. It's basically a really nice bathroom and a bedroom, and they spend most of their time out in the community. So then a community area, like in our facilities, we have atriums with birds in them, and we have fish tanks and stuff to keep people busy. And there's things on the walls that they will be attracted to the touch and feel of certain things. So our job is to keep them active and really involved because that helps the Alzheimer's and dementia. So it's pretty specialized, but it is pretty darn rewarding, not only from a monetary standpoint, but also from a standpoint of you're really helping these people live a better life at the end of their life. I would imagine your staffing needs are increased in a memory care facility. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And I've seen a lot of people proposing turning hotels into memory care facilities. And based on what you said, it's ideal, just a simple bedroom, bathroom, common areas. Yeah, that is actually a very good idea. Even in the county funding aspect of it, because it's like any investment, you have to start at the top and kind of work backwards to figure out, is this something you're going to spend your time on? And the county funding is almost where you want to start because anything that happens above that is a bonus. If you had an 18-bed facility and 16 were on county funding and two were private pay, well, you did your numbers at 18 county funding, that's really good. So it increases the revenue. So always understanding what the county pays. And quite honestly, there is such a need that if you go to the placement people, so there are people that work with the hospitals and their placement directors. And those placement directors will recommend what facility a patient goes into. Sometimes it's about availability. Sometimes it's about their special needs, and they know that that particular facility can handle those needs. Then those people can give you an insight. Or if you go to the local Alzheimer's Association, they will give you an insight as to how bad the need is. Our most recent facility that we put up was our largest dedicated memory care. 
We did the research, we did the numbers, but what put us over the top to go forward is a, first of all, we have a lot of experience, but what really put it over the top for us was having that meeting with the Alzheimer's association and having that meeting with the placement people for the county funding, because what they explained to us was how long of a waiting list they had. That puts it over the top because they need help placing those people. We'll get back to the show with first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Do you manage your own rental properties? If you do, or if you're about to, I want to tell you about RentReady because I'm guessing they have some services that you wish you had. RentReady is a property management software that allows you to manage your business from your computer or phone. With RentReady, you're able to collect rent online and get paid. Find the perfect tenant with a built-in screening and listing service and get your leases signed with the click of a button. And tenants really love using RentReady's app too. They can pay rent using the card, ACH, cash. They can set up auto pay, get renter's insurance if you require it. And they can even build their credit score through RentReady's new credit reporting feature. And the best part, RentReady is unlimited. That's right. All this is flat-priced. There's no tricks or hidden fees. Rent Ready is designed for investors who manage their own properties so that you don't have to worry about paying more for building your business. You can start managing and scaling your rental properties without scaling costs. And Rent Ready has given us an amazing deal to pass on to the best ever listeners. You can get Rent Ready's annual plan for only 54 bucks at rentready.com when you use our special code BESTEVER. That's R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I dot com with the code B-E-S-T-E-V-E-R at RentReady.com to get RentReady's annual plan for only 54 bucks. Did you know that credit checks miss 85% of the information landlords and property managers need to verify new tenants? That's a problem. The solution is Rentify. Rentify provides a platform that allows you to instantly access prospective tenants' financial information and compiles it all into a quick and easy-to-read report to help you select the highest quality tenants. You can access income, payroll, past rent payments, non-sufficient funds, and overdraft history all in one place. Rentify's reports instantly verify the full financial picture of the tenant, so there's no chance of being duped with false information. No one likes to be duped. And the best part is that you can have it all at your fingertips in as little as five minutes. Go check out Rentify at TrustRentify.com and stop wasting time and start fast-tracking the tenant screening process with confidence and ease. With Rentify, you'll no longer have to waste hours or even days collecting all the information you need to verify a tenant, which makes life easier for you and your applicants. Visit TrustRentify.com and use the promo code FAIRLESS for 25% off your first purchase. That's T-R-U-S-T-R-E-N-T-I-F-Y.com and put in the promo code FAIRLESS. That's my last name, F-A-I-R-L-E-S-S, for 25% off your first purchase. Do certificate of needs come into play, or is that only with nursing homes, or is that only in certain states? Yeah, it could be in certain states. We do not have that here. What we do is we assess the potential tenant. And we have an assessment process that we go through. There are unfortunately some people we just can't take because of our level of care and they do need to be in a nursing home. So it's kind of like you have this harmony within this building and you can't 
have a lot of disruption with that harmony. Because with memory care, it is a very specific, but also it could be disrupted really easy. And there are people that are very, very aggressive and you have to be able to assess that up front to say, does that fit in what we're doing here? Yeah. So what I'm getting is this is by no means a profit machine. It's something that you have to be passionate about to get into. Yeah. Somebody asked me once why I got into it. And my mother-in-law had Alzheimer's. This was before we were in it. And my wife had pretty much cared for her a lot through the end of her life. And there was really not a good choice where she was living. Then my grandmother became ill and we went out and looked at the choices and didn't like the choices that were there. That and a high school friend, and that all kind of came together at one time. And that's how we got into it. So it's like anything, honestly, if you're going to own a bunch of apartment buildings, you better be passionate about it. This is the same thing. It's just a different vein. I owned hundreds and hundreds of apartments at one time, sold them all, did not like the profit margins on it. This with the right team is a far, far, far better investment. And in terms of, let's say, you know, you see some churches or schools that you could potentially convert to an assisted care facility. Are there certain criteria that you have to meet to get approval? You're going to have to have an architect or engineer that's going to design the building that has to go through state level approvals, just like in a new apartment building would, but there's a little different rules, obviously sprinklers and fire care, but there's things with doors. Everything has to be handicapped, obviously, number one, but then there's things with hinged doors that have to close a certain way. None of it's overwhelming. It's just obviously because of the care of the people, it's a notch above what you do for an apartment building. Interesting. And would you recommend people that are starting out into investing in real estate, look at getting into this side of the business? I think it was easy for us because we had done so many other things. So I'm a little hesitant to say, don't do it unless you're experienced. It's just, we had experience. So it made it pretty easy for us. I do know some people that have built some 18, 20 unit facilities and they're doing extremely well. Now they have the right people with them. They have the right person to operate it. And that to me is so important because as I said before, you could have a great location, a great facility, but if you have a bad operator, your investment is going to be tough. But if you have the right people, it's way better than any type of rentals that I've ever seen. And is zoning typically a challenge for smaller facilities like this? Surprisingly, it's not. And the reason why it's not is if any one of your listeners has ever gone in to try and get an apartment rezoned or get a piece of land rezoned for an apartment, everyone doesn't want it in their backyard. So it's usually a difficult process unless it's pre-zoned for that. This is way more welcoming. You are helping the community in a multitude of ways. Maybe it's because of the building. Maybe it's because of the land that needs to be converted, but you're also helping the community because in some of these areas, there is nowhere near enough supply to service all the needs of the community. Yeah, and I guess usually pretty darn easy. From a political standpoint, you don't want to be that city council member that opposes yeah, yeah, a exactly. place where grandma can go to get help. 
our last one that we did, we had a little bit of a battle, but it wasn't to do with the building or the facility. It had to do with somebody on the board that actually owned one. So they were a little slow to jump on. But when it came down to the vote, people from the community were speaking on our behalf that they wanted. It was pretty hard to say no. Yeah. Not like an opioid clinic. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Wait, I can't thank you enough. You've cleared up a lot of my misconceptions about this type of asset. And I think you've given our best ever listeners a lot to think about. So again, thank you so much for sharing a lot of these insights that very few people have. And we can't thank you enough. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Always good to see you. Yeah, best ever listeners. Thanks for joining us. Have a best ever day.